Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Convention Confessional. My name is Katie Hunt, and I'm here to guide you through the good, the bad, and the ugly of the convention world. Um, and we're into our second week of January, and we're getting closer to our one-year anniversary, which is still like two months away. But honestly, I'm excited for it because I've accomplished something in my life that has lasted almost a year. So yay for me. Um, but I'm so excited because uh, we're getting some new guests on. We're inviting some new people around. Um, this year is turning out to be pretty exciting so far and we're only on week two in fact we're so excited that we have our guests today it's amber and valerie from Cospod. hi guys hello hi hello hi <laughs> <laughs> introduce yourself to the masses well i guess i will go first since we're going in alphabetical order uh, i am amber i am one of the co-hosts uh, co of Cospod podcast for all things cosplay i feel like we should be doing our whole spiel but this is not our show uh, first and foremost, <laughs> speaking of, thank you very much for having us on your show. This is really a treat for us to be the guests instead of the hosts this time. So this is honestly right? really cool. And I'm we, excited. <laughs> we have collectively been cosplaying two of us for decades. So we have many, many, many stories that we would love to talk shop about. Uh, I have been cosplaying for almost 20 years and conventioning for nearly that long because I am a Red mm -hmm. Fest person. And those are kind of mm -hmm. like conventions. And right. I've just kind of <laughs> been around the block to all sorts of local things here in Dallas-Fort Worth, where we are based out of. But I do not have nearly the travel history of my co-host, Val, who I will pass it over to. All right. I've, my name is Valerie. I go by T5A Cosplay. I have been cosplaying for about 15 years, conventioning for 16. I went to my first con and saw the madness that was cosplay. And I was like, I want in on that. Please mm -hmm. give me. And I just haven't stopped ever since. Um, and yeah, it's that's really all that I have. I don't have a whole big fancy intro other than I've won a bunch of awards over the years for Ooh. all my cosplay and shenanigans. <laughs> but because I've been doing this for so stinking long, both behind the scenes with all of the cosplay competition stuff and then running panels. And I've been pretty much all over the country teaching things about cosplay. Like I got some really random stories, that's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's funny, as long as I've cosplayed for, my, like, actual cosplay um, career of competing was very short-lived. You I, know what? Um, I started when you think about it, it kind of happens that way. Yeah, I think I, I competed in 2008, 2009, um, a little, a couple of smaller little ones, and then around 2011, um, I got asked to judge full-time for um, Anime Boston, and I was working at another anime convention up in New Hampshire, and then I was working down in Kineticon as one of their judges and masquerade hosts. So it's like, I just, I competed for a few years, I got a couple awards, and then it was like, screw it, you're in charge of stuff. It's like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens. And then they ask you to run it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, oh, no, 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 thank you. No, that sounds like an adult job. No. <laughs> but then you start doing it and you're like, oh, right. well, this can be really, really fun. It's a lot of work. Right. But and then man, it turns into like really cosplay mom. Yes. Oh, my God. We are so cosplay moms. It's not funny. <laughs> right. That's my baby. <laughs> like every single time we run our contest, like I'm just like, these are my children. Everyone has to be nice to each other. Don't be mean. I will be very angry mama if something bad happens to my children. <laughs> right. That is 100% our coordinator over at Anime Boston. Like <laughs> we even set up the rules that way. It's like, okay, good sportsmanship, guys. Make sure you treat all the other cosplayers with respect, yada, yada, yada. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> it's all about respect. Like we're all there just to have a good time. Right. So, okay. So first competitions, where were you? 
Oh man, Amber, I think you probably beat me out on yours. I know mine was, um, it was both my best and worst experience. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was um, NACACON in, oh shoot, I don't remember if it was 2009, 2010. It was just after Bayonetta first released, the very, very first Bayonetta game. Okay, and I yeah, was yeah. Uh, Jean, the other witch in the game. Mm-hmm. And um, it was my very first convention entering with a cosplay contest. And I just did it on a whim. Um, I was actually trying to practice because I was going to WonderCon in a couple of months with my Star Wars Sith costume. Mm-hmm. And I was entering the masquerade for that. So I was like, I want practice before I go do something that big. So I was like, let me just do the small con. It won't be a big deal. Um, entered as a novice. Ended up winning the whole darn thing. <laughs> yeah. So I immediately got placed to advanced and I got screwed forever afterwards because of it. Ruined your life. Ruined my cosplay competition life forever, ever since. <laughs> yep. I, but the thing that I remember the most about it was um, I went to the forums after the convention, back when conventions still had forums. God forbid. Mm-hmm. And I was just curious to see if anybody had photos of me at the contest because obviously I'm up there. I don't remember squat about what happened. And as I was reading through all the comments about the contest, so many people were complaining about all of the winners, not just me, but like everybody. And it seemed like a lot of the contestants that didn't win anything were butthurt about it. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. And I, at that point, I was really seriously considering just no longer entering contest ever again. I was just like, if this is how people are going to be acting, why do I want to keep putting myself up there? That's ridiculous. Right. Uh, and, then, what and then you don't do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and what ended up happening was there was this really sweet girl who ended up messaging me because I left a couple of comments on the forum saying like, hey, guys, like the judges made their decision. It is what it is. It's just a cosplay contest. But one of the girls that was really getting picked on um, messaged me and was just thanking me for all the comments and really liked my costume and had all these really great comments that she left me. And I was like, you know, not everybody's a dick. (laughs) Right. It's just these handful of people that were just being all up in it for a $50 gift card. Right. And the basement dwellers. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And especially since the fact that it was 2010. So like it wasn't like these were amazing gifts and prizes that we were getting. I was just happy that I got $50 out of it. I was like, yeah. Right? It's like balling. <laughs> this won't even cover a quarter of my plane ticket back home. What the heck? It might get me a yard of fabric somewhere. Exactly. No. So at it's least, just like at least they didn't say least. anything about, you know, restaurant gift cards as their chosen. Oh my prices. god. <laughs> we have a running joke on Cospod. We one year we sent out a survey to a bunch of our previous contestants to like be like, hey, what are the type of prizes that you guys want? Because we always want to try to improve and get new cool prizes for our contest. Right, and sure. Restaurant gift cards was one of the top requests. <laughs> you know, it's not the worst <laughs> idea. At least you know they've eaten. <laughs> We're not making We're fun concerned of them, about to be we're, we're just, True. no, no, we're very like, surprised huh. and kind of out of left field for this type right. of response because it was so unexpected that people would want this for a prize instead of the normal things like cash or DVDs <laughs> or merch or, you know, free tickets to next year's con. It's like, you really, really? Restaurant gift card? All right. I don't know. Restaurant gift cards? Food's a motivator. Food is a big motivator. That is true. For sure. But then you don't know which restaurants to get them uh, the gift right. cards for because not everybody appreciates 
Olive Garden. Not everybody appreciates Applebee's. Steakhouse. <laughs> oh, you know what? Now you know, though, cue, cue now the jokes. You can get like the DoorDash ones and like right? Uber Eats ones. Right. So well, we you actually have do a little bit more then. freedom in that. We <laughs> right. couldn't. Okay. Do well, it not then. back then. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now it's different. Um, yeah. Whole different world now. Kids don't even know. <laughs> But yeah, other than that, um, the only other thing was that for the contest itself, I remember jack shit what happened. Mm. Is it okay? Because <laughs> it was my hurts? very first experience. Is it okay? <laughs> if we we first? do. Okay. Yay! I figured because I should have checked that before, first. Because like, our podcast is very no, family it's friendly. Not, really, like I give an E rating for you know whatever. Perfect. <laughs> So the, what was so funny about the contest was um, initially they handed out everybody these handwritten cards, let us know what our number is. And they, that's what they would use to call us up to the stage. Cool. Mm-hmm. No problem. Sure. The number that they gave me, I couldn't quite read it. It was either a six, an eight or a 13. What? That's how bad the writing was. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> so I was frantically asking all of the novice entries around me, like, Who's got what number? And there was somebody who had a six. There was somebody who had a 13. There was somebody who had possibly an eight or an 18. We weren't too sure. So all of us rushed up to the coordinator that was making sure everybody was getting up on stage going like, hey, what's our number? And they ended up saying like, "Um, just stand here. And if you happen to get your name called, go up on stage. And the moment that she said that, my name was called. (laughs) I rushed my butt onto stage. It was a two? I don't even remember what the number was anymore, to be honest. I was just frantically trying to climb up these steps in six-inch stilettos. I had the gun heels going on because it's Bayonetta. Right. And I was just trying as hard as I could to climb up to the stage without falling on my butt. (laughs) Went up there, did my three poses, got off, took a big, deep breath. And I have no freaking clue what happened. I don't know how I posed. I don't know how long I was up there. I hope I was up there and actually posed long enough for photos. Oh, Val, we'll have to but touch on that like, later when we talk about the panels oh, that we teach and the 30-second rule. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Oh, my God. We're so, oh, <laughs> it, was just, it was just a horrible, horrible experience. And I'm just glad that my WonderCon experience was the exact opposite. And it was like, I will keep doing contests because that was a fun one. <laughs> what about you, Amber? Your first competing time? So I was actually before Val only by a year. I have not been okay. competing long. I've just been cosplaying for a long time, mostly because I just really wasn't interested. <laughs> but <laughs> I ended up competing uh, on a lark at Project Acon because, of course, I couldn't start at a small convention. The very first convention I went to for anime was Acon, which is one of the biggest ones. So, of course, yeah, head first into the pool without water wings. Go me. And I had a costume <laughs> that I had literally never tried on before I took it to the con. It was held together by magnets, and I seriously miscalculated on the science. So I was literally holding it onto my body because it was armor. It was a full body suit of armor. <laughs> oh, good. And not only that, but because I am a cosplayer who tries to be accurate, I did not wear mm. my glasses. And I am so oh, nearsighted that I can literally only see an arm's length in front of my face before I go blind. Oh, good. So getting myself across the stage was relatively difficult because I couldn't see the X's where I was supposed to stand. So I kind of had to take an educated guess on where to pose, which was interesting. (laughs) And the worst part of that costume was because I was holding it to my body, 
And if I let go, I wouldn't be able to get it back on is that I couldn't go to the bathroom and I couldn't sit down, which also meant that I couldn't eat or drink because I wouldn't be able to go to the bathroom. So I spent five hours standing in place with no food or water before having to get myself across the stage with magic X's that existed somewhere. And, and then down the stage, which was stairs, it wasn't a ramp, which pro tip cosplay conventions, whenever you run your contest, a ramp is so much safer for your cosplayers than stairs, even if you have a helper. Yeah, at mm, least I did not fall on my face. And I was so glad when it was over. I actually threw the costume in the dumpster the next day. <laughs> <laughs> it was not a great experience. Did you win anything? No. Oh, no. <laughs> it was probably not helpful that half of the parts of the costume were missing just because I only had two arms to hold everything together. It, there was supposed to be a full right. set of wings behind me. I had a wing harness. I was missing the pauldrons that went on just because I couldn't get them to stay on. It was just a disaster in the making. And it did not really make me feel all that good about competition. But somehow I <laughs> got myself up off my rear end and did it again in subsequent cons. So at least I learned from it. I learned that right. being able to sit down is a very necessary thing, as is being able to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Yeah, I still haven't learned that rule. I still have costumes that I have now that I can't sit in. And oh, Lordy. As a, oh, as a personal rule, I'm not a huge um, girl cosplayer. I always crossplay. Mm -hmm. um, it's a comfort thing. You know, it's my choice. I think I look better as a dude than, you know, mm -hmm. any of the female cosplays that I've attempted in my life. Mm -hmm. um, hey, on. But I have a couple of jackets that I've made that um, once they're on me, uh, I can't move <laughs> oh dear they look amazing and i can like put my arms up to a certain point but sitting down in them is absolutely not gonna happen you would think as we would get older we would have learned from these mistakes and stopped doing such crazy things and right. yet no. we still keep doing them generally <laughs> val and i have kind of decided as we get older and go to more and more conventions with more and more people that we just really like the comfortable costumes, especially if yeah, we're working the, the con. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I said, like, I mean, I've done more working at conventions and what I host in. I always want to make sure that I can move in it and things like that. So sure. everything that I've hosted in has definitely been, like, movable or, like, a closet cosplay or it's just not the most advanced looking thing in the world. Um, right, right. And now that I do Boston, I don't really have to dress up in a costume per se is like, I can actually wear like jeans and a shirt that's like matches the theme. Sure. Kinda. It's like, that's the best outfit I've ever worn to host in. Let me tell you. Cause I was always like, Oh my God, I have to wear this really nice costume because mm -hmm. for Kineticon, um, we always put on kind of like not a skit, but you have to keep a crowd entertained. And mm -hmm. like the age group that comes to masquerade at Kineticon ranges between teenager and like early to maybe mid twenties, like as oh, your wow. age range. Mm -hmm. Right. So keeping a crowd like that entertained, you can't just go up there and be like, all right, skit number, blah, 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 novice, blah, blah, blah. You know, like you have to do something in between, especially if, you know, the skits aren't that great. And right. so we always pick a theme every year and we do like a little bit in between. Like one year we did um, Avengers. Mm -hmm. um, so we had like a whole Avengers cast, like hosting mm -hmm. the masquerade, taking turns, going up to announce things. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's um, cute. One, yeah. One year we did um, 
Lord of the Rings and um, a Hunger Games crossover. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I got to play PETA and it was like, ah. oh my God, it was so good. Cause all I had to wear was the black t-shirt and like the tan pants. And then we just Perfect. the crap out of me. <laughs> It's like the whole crowd just feels bad for you because you're PETA and you're just like, it's cool. I'm going to bleed to death on stage. Our next skit. <laughs> That's too funny. Um, and then like for the one in New Hampshire that I worked for, um, I would always just wear a, a costume from an anime that matched the theme of the year. So it could be anywhere from I was um, host club. I did Tamaki for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. I was Maze Hughes. I did Vash Stampede because we did like a Western theme one year nice um so yeah so it's just like it's fun because but that was a horrible costume and i mentioned that like in our last episode that we just did with my friend rob because we both right. have cosplayed bash, bash before right terrible choices made in bash stampede costumes we'll just leave it at <laughs> terrible life choices and health choices <laughs> that always seems to happen with cosplay oh god it's just like why do we forget to person while we're dressed up <laughs> reasons it's the magic and the illusion of cosplay. You think everything is fine until you finally get to your room and take everything off. And then it all comes crashing down. And you're like, oh, that's why I feel like crap now. <laughs> why did I wear this jacket that's 15 pounds all day? <laughs> why did I doing this to myself? <laughs> These heels, this wig. Oh, the God. things I've jammed in my eyes to change my eye color. Oh, yes. Oh, let, <laughs> let's talk about the uh, early days of cosplay when changing your eyebrow color meant using... A glue stick and paint and a paintbrush if not <laughs> uh the the stuff you get at like party city to color your hair temporarily at halloween this is before we even had the tricks like really pigmented eyeshadow to do it for you or temporary mm, spray. or the nice wig sites right yep. you had the party city wigs yeah. at best yep painted a wig oh yeah so many times have i sharpie dyed a wig and oh um, my gosh actually um not me but one of my friends we did a huge um i don't know how familiar you are with a critical role yes yeah very okay so we had a huge vox machina group like we had everybody but grog and we just told everybody that he was um locked in a locket somewhere see you later like (laughs) never grog but we had our friend lucas and he had um he was our terry and he was an amazing terry Mm -hmm. but he had very 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 dark facial hair um to which I sat in his lap in the bathroom and bleached his facial hair. Oh, wow. no. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it looked awesome. But he had to sit there for like a half an hour with bleach on his face. Wow. I bet he was um, really enjoying that. You know, it wasn't the worst thing. I'm sure the hotel room (laughs) smelled grand. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't that bad. I think I used, what did I use? Like L'Oreal. And it honestly wasn't that terrible. Okay. I was kind of like, I was actually kind of amazed because I was going to bust out the manic panic for it. But then I was like, no, we haven't got the money or the time. (laughs) (laughs) You've gone in the deep end if you go down manic panic. Literally, yes. It's just like, we got to do it now, guys. (laughs) This reminds me of the the cons where we had all the Homestuck cosplayers. I don't know if they did up in the Northeast where they were banning cosplayers from the hot tubs because all of the body paint would come off. Why? Why? There were so many of them, and, and it lasted forever, forever <laughs> until it, it, you it got in the bathtub like... at the hotel, and then it washed into the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like the the homestuck trend stuck around for a really long time. That I still expect to kind of see them just magically reappear the next time I go to a convention. I will still see a huge cluster of them. I'm well, sure yeah, that once in a while, yeah, you still see like one or two of them lingering. Mm-hmm. 
I remember um, Supernatural cosplay. I was Dean Winchester and um, I found a couple of them um, and proceeded to get a photo shoot with me as Dean um, getting rid of them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's cute. (laughs) I went downstairs as Dean Winchester just to find Homestuck people to get pictures so I could be like, and see ya. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Which to be clear, yeah, just the number of times I can remember going into like the bathrooms at a convention and just seeing the Homestuck cosplayers oh, yeah. everywhere as they're trying pra- just anything possible to keep their body paint on, like all the hairspray was out and I was just in my head just cringing like, oh my god, people, your skin's gonna hate you so quickly. Please don't do that. Oh god, there's better options. Well, <laughs> we're not anti-Homestuck cosplayers. We're, we're totally not better makeup. Exactly. We we want the cosplayers there. We just want them to learn better how to apply and seal body paint. That's right. why I have a whole panel about it. It was my I was influenced by the Homestuck cosplayers. Like I need to teach a body paint panel because you kids need to learn the safety. <laughs> just an epiphany happened. <laughs> it really was. This is for you guys. <laughs> Thanks, Homestuck. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> Oh, man. So you guys run panels at conventions? We do. Um, And usually it's individual panels. And then sometimes we tag team and do a couple of things together. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of the last couple that we've done. Because mostly what we've been doing has just been um, running the cosplay contest at all. We did the the library con last. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. It feels like that was a lifetime ago. And it really wasn't. It was before pandemic. Yeah. Literally before pandemic. I think it was 2018 or 2019. Yeah, it was right before yeah. pandemic. And they had a mini comic con at a local library. And it was for the younger crowd. So kids who were in elementary and middle school. And try and encourage them to get up mm-hmm. in costume. And they had various panels and activities. And they had a cosplay contest that was meant for the kids. And so it was all around, you know, a really fun time for families in general. So this wasn't a Comic-Con like New York Comic-Con or San Diego Comic-Con. It, this is for the, the little ones to have their own kind of version of Comic-Con. And we ended right, up sure. doing a Cosplay 101 panel there. And it was very well attended. We kind of had standing room only in a library, which was interesting. I know, in a library. <laughs> <laughs> Surrounded by bookshelves everywhere. but So know, many books there. We, we had our little... Uh, computer set up with a projector and showed our PowerPoint and did our presentation in costume and it was pretty awesome until it poured buckets of rain on our way home. Woohoo! <laughs> rain! Which was great and until you're usually, in cosplay. Until you're in cosplay and like right. I had to change out of it because I was not feeling very well that day but man I'm kind of glad that I did because I would have just been soaked. <laughs> I ended up getting soaked oh. in cosplay. No! Yeah. I felt bad. Tell me it was like a rainproof one at least that it wouldn't have been bad to get wet. No, I actually cosplayed as Deedlit from Record of Lodos War. So unfortunately, it was not waterproofed and I was not wearing, at least to be fair, I was not wearing the armor. I was wearing just kind of a soft clothes version, which was much better. But I didn't have the heavy cape or anything that I could have used Scotchgard on. So unfortunately, I, I got nature's bath, as it were. And just kind of had to hang my cosplay out to dry when I got home. Because <laughs> you can't really toss some cosplay in the washing machine, you know. It, it's pretty much right. dry clean only or like line dry. So I did what I could. Right. Right. It's like I made it so like all of my understuff for like cosplay 
is definitely can go in the washing machine. Like I, I made that a point in my life like years ago. Where I was like, I have I have to be able to wash this quick if I'm going to wear it a million times. Oh yeah. Right. Um, but ninety percent of the jackets that I make, like for my cost, yeah, no, forget it. Like they even get a drop of water on them. It's like no. <laughs> I am done. Do it. Oh yeah. There's one that I made, um, another critical role one, um, Percy. The whole jacket is um embellishment on the outside mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. The inside of it is bare fur. Oh, oh no. That's even worse than bear, but... He's fake bear. It's not real bear. Okay. You but, did not trinket to make still... the lining. Yeah, no, no. Can't can't get that even a little bit wet. Like like from like neck to like ankle, like where the jacket ends is just fur. <laughs> Like don't don't wear it in the middle of the summer. Don't wear it in the early spring. Don't wear. It. I can wear it in the winter. Basically, it's a very nice jacket to wear. Like so, I'm never freezing cold. Um, but yeah, no, that can't even look at water ever. Ever oh, we, can't get anything on it. Don't think I can dry clean it. We have special rules in Texas for cosplay just because it gets so hot in the summer hot oh yeah when you go to local conventions you have to transport your cosplay in your car and of course Mm -hmm. when your car's been sitting outside and in the mornings it's 80 degrees already by the time you get to the con and have it parked it can be almost 100 degrees in your car so you can't have anything that's like molded plastic because it will literally deform in your car No. Before you get and to it the happens con. more often than people think. And it's you guys so should like pack your stuff in coolers. <laughs> Funny enough, that's something that I have started doing a couple of years ago. I don't do a whole lot of armor bits or props like Amber does. Amber is way more talented in that area than I am. Right. Um, the, the few times that I have done armor pieces, I've always made sure to like pack them in such a way to prevent them from getting like direct sunlight, or I've been actually packing them in a cooler. Yeah. <laughs> Keep the temperature regulated. It's like you just wrap up the ice, like like you get the fake ice packs, not like the like real ice packs, you know, right? The, the lunch ones. <laughs> That's hilarious. Can you I imagine? blast the air. Hey guys, here's my igloo cooler. Just got to get my props out. Hang on. Hey, I use that cooler for dyeing my fabric. It works great. <laughs> They're also fantastic for when you take food with you to cons. For those yeah, of us with dietary oh needs, God. you can just kind of double up and also put all of your, you know perishable food items in there with the cosplay <laughs> make it multifunctional if you're gonna take it with you make the most out of it hey guys can you not get anything on my breastplate thanks <laughs> oh those are elf ears i'm actually gonna wear those those aren't those aren't for eating i promise yeah right. <laughs> it's fine oh my goodness That's it's awful. fine it's fine this is fine it's totally normal it's totally fine i mean there's always some really weird stuff you see in the realm of cosplay but some of it really does kind of cross over the line into uh no 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 that's not it (laughs) yeah i can't tell you how many like taped nipples i've seen in my lifetime (laughs) yeah it's it's and even when I'm wearing something where I know I'm going to be 100% protected, I still just try to cover everything, like, just in case, because accidents happen. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing. It's just, like, I think, honestly, that's, like, my biggest fear of, like, ever wearing, like, girl cosplays. I've done it twice in my life, and it was the first time it was Tsunade from Naruto. Okay. And I mean, that one is just like a, you know, you put like the booby tape on the jacket to keep it in place. So you're, right. you know, you don't, you're set. Fall out. Right, exactly. And the second time, and I think probably the last time that I've ever worn something like of a girl cosplay was um, Pala Pala, because we did our Dead Moon Circus group mm-hmm. years ago. Okay. 
Um, and I that approve. was probably the least amount of clothing I have ever worn at a convention in my life. And it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> it was absolutely awful. I always um, try to make things to make sure that I keep in mind, like the undergarments, because I always want to have support both top and bottom. Mm-hmm. But there are just some outfits where you're just like, I can't make that fully realized. So stuff has to go up on top to protect the things. <laughs> just how it is. <laughs> right? It just is what it is. Just is what it is. <laughs> also, Val, I know that you are well acquainted with this problem. And Katie, you might be as well. But one of my mm-hmm. biggest fears is... Uh, when I'm wearing a completely white cosplay. Oh, oh, completely white oh. fabric everywhere. And I am terrified whenever I get near anybody eating or drinking or playing breathing. around with like plants. <laughs> Just anybody oh, getting God, their, anywhere. Their makeup that runs. Costume. Exactly. Or, oh. or if they're, they've I, got props like water guns that spray things. Like anything that could get near my costume. That could possibly dirty it or get it wet or destroy part of it with discoloration. That's like is- Kane ah! costume, basically. <laughs> yeah, I use my staff in that costume and I use that as my like my barrier. Like, here's the 10-foot rule. It's not six foot, it's 10 foot. If you come near my staff, you are too close to me. Stay away. <laughs> Sirens start going off. <laughs> the alarm bells ring everywhere. Like you get near me and this white outfit, there will be hell to pay. Yeah, you just you don't wear white after Labor Day at conventions <laughs> or in life. In life. Um, yeah, no, I um I have two hamilton cosplays mm. um and both of them require me to wear all white underneath them yeah oh, of course yeah it one of them one of them's the blue like the military jacket he wears most of the show right. that's fine but the brown jacket i made completely out of real suede Ooh! and no matter how much i scotch guarded it if i sweat even a little bit it turned the whites tan <gasps> Oh, oh no. no! So I've had to bleach my whites several times. It's it's always come out, thank God. Okay, but uh, yeah, no, I can really. I'm like my own worst enemy in that costume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that didn't usually what it ends up happening because I'm a person that I need to drink a lot. I get dehydrated pretty easily, so it's just like I try to think ahead. Like, okay, I got to make sure I pick materials and colors and costumes that are appropriate for me to drink my water and to sit down, and then I still punish myself by picking things that are the exact opposite of my needs. <laughs> Because I want to look pretty. I want to look amazing. (laughs) Who needs water or food? I'm not worried about me eating and drinking. I'm worried about the accidents from everyone around me. (laughs) (laughs) You're just worried that a food fight's going to like break out in the middle of the convention center. (laughs) Well, because conventions are are family venues too. So there are a lot of families that have kids with them. And of course, if you've dealt with very, very young kids who just don't have control yet... If they don't like food, they tend to throw it. Crotch goblins. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so Control I try, your crotch goblins. So I try and stay as far as humanly possible from food courts if I can handle it. Right. right. Oh my goodness. I get that. <laughs> but we still want to be pretty in our white outfits, so we're just going to wear them anyway. <laughs> right. I mean, outfits in general, but those especially because they just tend to be just dirt magnets. <laughs> ain't that the freaking truth and oh my goodness mm-hmm. yeah like even with all my... their own little bag right <laughs> even with all my stupid amidala costumes that have these big ass trains of doom like 
I don't collect anywhere near enough dirt on that compared to like the little bit of dirt that I got on my white costume. I'm like, why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> how? More like how? You're like, you're like <laughs> Who touched me? Who touched me? I had the barrier up. <laughs> I had the staff. I have the staff. I will hurt you. <laughs> of course. There's so what's that. your favorite thing to cosplay from? I'll go first. Oh, man. Um, oh, fudge. That's a good question. I don't really know because I go all over the place. Um, I guess I'll just narrow it down to franchises. That's probably easier. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, like, what's the most of like one costume that you think you have like franchise wise? Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not even thinking about it, but Sailor Moon comes in a very <laughs> close second because I love Sailor Mercury and I love Queen Barrel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But all the Final Fantasy things, I have pretty much cosplayed for almost every single Final Fantasy game. Nice. Only thing I'm missing is 13, 15, because I, I couldn't finish 15. It was god-awful. Um, <laughs> and 9, but pretty much one from every other game I've got nice. done. Nice. Yeah, um, let's see. I... Well, I mean, bringing up your Final Fantasy, like I've only done Final Fantasy one time and um, it was kind of like a disaster skit that didn't happen. Oh, um, we had every single Aeon Ooh. from Final Fantasy 10, every single That's one of them. That's neat. Um, my friend Rob, who again was just on the show, and I'm sure the story will come up more in depth later on, but basically made the Bahamut costume. Oh, wow. We couldn't get it on stage. It was too big. <gasps> oh, no. So we had to drop out of the masquerade. <laughs> That's the short version of that story. But yeah, we had every single Aeon. And then at the end, I, and you have to forgive me because I wasn't, I'm not a huge Final Fantasy person. I know like the basics, but whatever all the Aeons came together to make mm-hmm. like that big, big bad, whatever mm-hmm. he was, that like, you know, would summon. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it off the yeah, top of Yeah, but you head. know what I mean. Um, it's like the, the whole point of it was we were all going to come out and that she was going to summon the big bad because we were all there. And then it was a squeaky toy. <laughs> that one of our friends had made <laughs> that would have been cute <laughs> and it was just like this little squeak squeak and then a chocobo came by and picked it up and took off with it <laughs> but that was like my only final fantasy costume <laughs> ever that would have been cute it would have been great i was um the the bird i don't know my friends oh, okay. <laughs> this is great where this go <laughs> like you know final fantasy with the person and the thing and i know there's yuna it would have been hilarious <laughs> if they had all come together to make the Voltron version of a chocobo. <laughs> you have like a, right? a mecha chocobo. Yes. <laughs> That's the ultimate warrior. Yeah, chocobo. The true warrior of light. Right. The true, Me- the true hero chocobo. of Final Fantasy, the chocobo. The chocobo. Yes. <laughs> the mecha chocobo. How about you, Amber? What's your most popular or like favorite thing to cosplay from, I guess? I am best known for my Lord of the Rings Arwen, but my favorite is Lena Inverse from Slayers, which is yeah, not the most Slayers. comfortable thing to wear because armor. Because armor. But also, <laughs> way to age yourself. <laughs> I, think, I was like, yeah! Oh. I think I do that every time I cosplay because I usually cosplay from old school shows. Same. Old school anime is the best, though, so it's fine. It really is. It's like the golden age was the best, and no one can tell me otherwise. Right. Um, yeah, honestly, I think my most popular favorite is obviously Tony Stark, because that's all I ever bring up on the show. But I've literally been cosplaying <laughs> it for like 14 years. It's kind of second nature to you now. It's it like really is. Like, it's not even like a cosplay anymore. It's literally just I go. 
<laughs> um, but I am expanding out like different versions of him. Like I've got a, um, a Jedi costume, uh, well, a Sith costume of uh, Tony Stark in the works. Nice. Um, I'm also doing the um, spoiler, the musical version from Hawkeye. I don't know if anybody's seen that yet. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but I've, I've, I've seen clips. I have yes. heard things. Yes. The musical version is happening. Um, and then, yeah, I'm actually working on a Bucky Barnes at the moment, too. So oh, cool. I'm expanding out finally. Neat. I could totally see um, yeah, you doing like, I mean, an Iron Man Stormtrooper. Oh, yeah, oh. right? Like, that would be really cool. Like, I really wish, like, I wish I had the time and the money to yeah. make Iron Man armor. Mm-hmm. That's probably the only Tony Stark costume that I'm actually missing in my life. <laughs> That's the hard part is just finding the time for it and having the funds to actually do it. Right. Right. Like, ugh, money. Even adult money can't help me. It's like, ugh. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to become an adult and have money and be able to do what I want. It's like, nope. If anything, it's allowed me to buy some nicer tools, some nicer fabrics. Mm-hmm. But, like, if mm-hmm. I want to do anything big or expansive, no. Yeah, no. I, I don't have enough money for that. No, ain't nobody got money for that. <laughs> <laughs> and then some people do, and you're just like, how? How? Like, what kidney did you sell? <laughs> make this uh they're so pretty that's why like honestly like some of my friends like some of my friends are just ridiculous like the costumes that they make it's like i appreciate them so much mm-hmm. and they do they just show up and they're like oh yeah i made this full armor like whatever and you're like oh okay <laughs> no big deal <laughs> this is my normal and they have kids which makes me even more upset i'm like you found time <laughs> you're a child and you found time to make these ridiculously amazing costumes what am i doing <laughs> I don't have time as is. I've got a full-time job. How are you right. able to make this thing happen? Right. And with conventions and costing as much as they do, how do they get the money for these things? Because conventions are I expensive know. now, yo. They're expensive. I know. Well, that's the thing. It's like a lot of us, like in my friends group anyways, because we're asked to host at conventions and stuff, they actually like invite us and pay for our ticket in. Nice. So, like, that's off the book. So, if you're only paying for a hotel room and then you travel so much that you've got the travel points, I guess. The travel points do add up. It depends on, you know, which airline or which credit card you have. Because sometimes that helps. Sometimes it doesn't. the last two years. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't help so much now. But. (laughs) I accumulated nothing. (laughs) My credit is just sitting there waiting for me to use it. And I'm like, yeah, I'll get Mm. there eventually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Someday. I'm coming. Someday. I'll get back. I promise. I but even now, if you made you the conventions down in Texas yet, hmm? have you guys had any conventions down in Texas yet? Oh yeah. Okay. We've, <laughs> we've had quite a few open up. Um, I know I personally haven't. I don't know about Amber. We've both nope. been kind of hesitant <laughs> because of the whole COVID thing. There you go. No. Um, but there have been some that have opened up and they actually opened up like as early as the summer. Um, mm-hmm. Some of them have been good with the protocols. Some of them not so good with the protocols because texas so yeah you, you know, know. It, it is what it is but it's, mm-hmm. it's for us we're just trying to be safe and smart about everything so we haven't right. perused or gone out to try anything yet because we just want to keep ourselves healthy <laughs> right exactly yeah no um boston got canceled for the last two years which again so, so smart of them right like, I totally understand why they did it. We are on board, ready to go for the spring. It's going to happen on Memorial Day weekend this year. Okay. Hopefully by then, one, it's going to be like, we can be outside more. So that'll be good. That'll be good. And then like, hopefully, fingers crossed. Well, I mean, like right now they're saying you have to show proof of vaccination to get in. So it's like, all right, cool. Mm, Okay. 
That's a good solid rule to have. Yeah, right? It's just like, here's your vaccination card. Or I think like you have to have a negative test within 24 hours or something like that. But I mean, at this point, it's like, just show your vaccination card. It's the easiest thing you can do. Right. And then everybody on staff has to be vaccinated. Oh, cool. That's even better. Yeah, so we're just like, cool, I got that. <laughs> got yeah, that too. The, the conventions <laughs> out here tend to be very well attended. So there are usually thousands of people together and what can be a very tiny, tiny space. Yeah. And, and not all of them, unfortunately, uh, take care of their hygiene. Uh, I think that's all of them, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I just further been, exasperated. I haven't been to I'm many of the others, so I can't speak for experience. <laughs> I know what a shower is, so I'm good. <laughs> but like... <laughs> I just don't get it. Like, I don't understand. The shower is in your room. Use it. It should be so simple. And it feels like every single year we have to keep putting out the message of, like, you know, two meals a day minimum, making sure you get eight hours of sleep. Use your shower once a day. Five, three, one. Yep. That works. Oh, ours is five, three, one. Okay. You guys are giving people six hours of sleep? Damn. Yeah, but we're only giving them two. (laughs) We party hard sometimes. (laughs) Texas. Then again, we got to do it bigger. Our local con also has a literal soap vendor front and center of the dealer's den. So there's no excuse. It smells amazing when you walk in that room. It smells fantastic. You know, it's just like things I wish I had the money for is to carry around like those teeny tiny little travel deodorants. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Just like, be like, here. And not to be insulting, just go to people and just be like, here. (laughs) Just walk away. Yeah, don't vanish don't into the night. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Just go off into the ether. Like, I'm helping mankind. <laughs> You're welcome. It's a tuxedo mask meme. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't do anything. <laughs> That's fine. I'm, I, my job is done. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I do. But the thing is, like, you know, like, even, like, those little things, like, you know, people being gross and, like, on top of each other. It's like, I miss it. I miss the atmosphere. Yeah, that's what I miss too, is just the atmosphere and hanging out with my friends. Um, There's a lot of things that I don't miss, like the smell, (laughs) the cost, that's for sure. The parking. Um, Actually, for the parking, um, (laughs) a lot of ancillary things, the lack of food, geez. Um, But like, I'm also kind of miss, but also don't miss the panels because I found with all the online conventions, there was a lot of new stuff coming out. And mm-hmm. new things to watch. And I was like, oh, this is cool stuff I've never heard of before. Why haven't I seen this at a con? Because you go to a con and it's the standard same collection of panels by the same group of people. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm done with this. Can I, I want something new, please. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I, you know, I go to my friends' panels when I can. And I, like, you know, I go to different panels that I feel like interest me. But mm-hmm. I find myself nowadays, even, like, if I have time off from, like, everything that I'm doing convention-wise – I'm always wandering around the dealer's room. I'm always up in the artist alley. And yeah. I'm wandering around looking for people. Like that's most of my convention. <laughs> it's just walking around and seeing what else is going on. And I kind of, I miss doing that, but I'm also like, eh, I'm kind of cool not doing it at the same time. Like it's kind of been <laughs> chill just being able to relax and just watch the panels at home. Yeah. Best con, best yeah. con. I know and you only have the cosplay from the waist up. It's great. Right. And it's funny too. It's just like, I always thought, like, and this has nothing to do with pandemic or anything, but I always thought, like, when I stopped competing, that I would miss the competing aspect of conventions. Like, I wanted no. to be on stage and entertaining people. But now it's like, you know what? I'm I'm doing that anyways, hosting. Like, and I, right? I exactly. don't miss. There's no stress. 
you there's know no I mean? stress. Hosting yeah. and you're entertaining. There's no stress. It's literally like you're either gonna like me or you're not gonna like me. And I could care less if you do, because I'm never gonna see half of you again. <laughs> 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 if you don't like me, I don't know what to tell you. Like that's I, gonna be on you. I feel you know, but Amber it's like, and I can probably do say the same thing too, because going from being the contestant to now being the ones running the contest, it's a different experience, but I have way mm-hmm. more fun doing it now than oh, yeah. oh, doing God. the stage show. By yeah. far. I have such a blast hosting. And I said, like, I know, like, again, you know, in the back of your mind, you just know you can't please everybody, but it's like, it, it's fun. It's fun fun. being in charge of it. Besides, (laughs) we get to throw bubble wrap around at halftime. It's great. Yes. (laughs) We gave our audience bubble wrap at our last halftime show. (laughs) Part of the entertainment. (laughs) They wanted it. They they asked for it. They want me throwing things. (laughs) They asked for it. We were happy to give. <laughs> this, okay. this was also during the the sing along halftime video where everybody was you know singing along to Pokemon among other things and shredding through. Oh yeah, it was great. I feel like everyone has to sing the Pokemon theme at least once at Masquerade. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was my co-host from Anime Boston, um, and people would bring him snacks. Ooh. Um, so we'd be on stage and like all of a sudden this rando person from the audience would show up with like boxes of Cheez-Its <laughs> and they're like, here you are for you. And he's just like, okay. <laughs> that wasn't a subliminal message that he was cheesy, right? No, no absolutely not. Okay. But just then it was sad because like the next year he wasn't there and the people brought the Cheez-Its anyways. And I was just like, Aww. okay, well, I'm just, I guess I will figure out a way to get him these. Cool. <laughs> Mail him Cheez-Its. Right, pretty much. <laughs> I think someone ended up bringing them up to him, but I was just like, "Oh, is this going to be like an every year thing?" Because then, uh, then it was funny because like the next day we got talking to people and like, "Oh, what are your favorite snacks?" And I was like, uh, "This and this," but I'll never know if they were going to bring them or not because we didn't have a convention for two years. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like, "Huh, it'll be interesting holding when we come back." They're waiting. Yeah, right. <laughs> Their time to strike will be soon. Speaking <laughs> of which, here waiting uh, and like, do I? Do I trust it? <laughs> Katie, favorite oh, snack no. at conventions? Uh, favorite snack at conventions? Goldfish. Yep. Heck okay. yeah, goldfish. Um, Pringles. Mm. Uh, I love that pocky. it's none of the Japanese foods. It's great. Yeah, I'm probably Pocky. Honestly, like those are my three things. They're like quick snack food. Pocky is good for that quick sugar burst, especially if you're, when you're running around like an idiot doing staffing things. You're like, I need sugar really quickly. And it's like, mm-hmm. Pocky, there, done, go. Right. right. And you and can like, eat them without up now. your costume, too, because it has the one end that's not right. dipped in the chocolate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although I do miss, like, the easiest place to get the different flavored Kit Kats are conventions. And I've been without the green yeah. tea ones for, like, two years now. Man, we're spoiled because where we live, we have an H Mart, which has everything possible mm-hmm. for all of your Asian goodies. And man, we get all the Kit Kats there. Hampshire <laughs> sucks. <laughs> we have Daiso. We have Mexico. I don't even know what I have up here. There's like a Trader Joe's. Woo. Woo. <laughs> oh my goodness. You guys, it has been so awesome having you on the show. I've loved chatting with both of you. Well, thank you. We appreciate you inviting us. This has been a blast. This is a ton of fun. (laughs) Good time. Is there anything you uh, would like to promote while you're here, dear? Well, of course, if you would like to join in the conversation and uh, give us your favorite takes, maybe on Nick Cage at conventions. 
<laughs> feel free to uh, wander over to our show, which you can find at cospod.org. And of course, on the website, you can find all of our social media listings and join in all of the fun that we love to have on the show. Yep, we are going to be entering into our 11th season. We've been running for 10 years. We are officially, and then some, the longest running cosplay related podcast out there. <laughs> wow. Um, looking forward to another season of insanity and zaniness. That is exciting. I know. I'm like, here I am. I'm like, oh, almost a year. Hey, a year <laughs> is exciting. It, especially when you get over that first year hump, you're like, okay, what are the other things I can do now? And it just gets better oh, yeah. and better. It ramps up. And then, and it's going to help a lot when people actually start going back to conventions. Like, we need some new stories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then you'll cringe whenever you go back and listen to your old episodes from your first year. Oh, oh man. You oh, will no. always cringe at your early episodes. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter how many years you've been doing it. I, I still make faces at the stuff that we've recorded. I refuse to <laughs> no, listen no, to you, you take me as a person with shame, and I have none. <laughs> My cosplay. <laughs> Well, thanks again, guys, for coming on the show. And guys, we will see you next Wednesday. Have a good night. Bye. Bye, everybody.